Good morning. It is Danger Dan here in the talk shop. I'm not going to tell you where I'm at, but I will tell you this. The bike is not moving under its own power at this point. But today's show is uh, just picking up where I left off, uh, where I arrived to the beginning of the infamous death road in Bolivia. And uh, I recorded this podcast in uni uh, by the salt flats of Bolivia. So it, uh, you know, that's, fuck, you, you know what the deal is. Let's get into it. Still, I'm still working out all the details, but I plan on meeting you in Texas at Born Free, October 22nd and 23rd at the Yellow Rose Canyon outside Henderson, Texas. Um, you know, I am on a fucking adventure, but I do have a plan of action. I am fixing to sit down here in a little while and record, you know, another recap from where I left off to where I'm at now. But until then, you're just going to have to wait. I, uh, I do look forward to seeing you. Hopefully, I can make it to the Fast Life Garage, Hang 'em High Custom, DFW Dynacrew, Born Free Pre-Party at Strokers Dallas on Thursday before Born Free. Friday night, Nacogdoches at Lug Nuts. Make sure that you show up there and you buy old Chemical Candy Randy a shot and a beer because he needs it. He really is going to need a shot and a beer that night. Let's just get fucking Randy shithoused. That'll be fun. Maybe he'll whip out the cocaine if we do that. Could we only be that lucky? Uh, Born Free is going to be fucking killer. Mothership is playing. The Last Knife Fighter is going to be playing, which I'm stoked about. Lulu's going to be there. Tattooed Troubadour Alan Wayne Nichols and Doghouse and Me will be playing. The Outbound Train Tunes. And, man, I'm really trying to get Knives Made by Nick to fucking wrangle his dudes, FTW, to come and rock your fucking faces off. So maybe you just shoot Nick a message or call him up and be like, dude, we want FTW. Anyways, uh, I'm looking forward to Born Free Texas. And I'm looking forward to seeing you. I hope you're looking forward to getting this month's MC Shop Tees t-shirt. That's right. Uh, MC Shop Tees, your t-shirt of the month club, the only way to support every local motorcycle shop. If you're curious how you can help support me in this podcast, what you can do is you can help me support all shops. I am on a mission to bring awareness to the bad motherfucking shops around this country 
Well, around America and sometimes outside of America, like this month's featured shop, Che Boards out of Tamarindo. A little bit different than what I normally do, but when I showed up there to Juan Diego's shop and saw the motorcycles out front, the motorcycles inside, the motorcycles on side of the shop, I was like, fuck, we got to do it. Uh, super rad guy, builds some fucking badass boards, and I'm no surfer. I do appreciate the sport and, uh, you know, wish that I had more time to contribute to learning. Uh, but that's all right. We'll let people like Juan Diego tear it up. I want to thank Trace and my buddy Terry Chandler for helping make this contact happen. Anyways, go to mcshoptees.com. We'll be right back on track with motorcycle shops from here on out. Uh, you know, maybe a shop's going to help me out in the position I'm in now and I can feature them. Uh, I'm afraid. Oh, I don't want to get, I don't want to spill too many beans. Go to mcshoptees.com. If you've got too many t-shirts, you still want to support the show, go to Danger Dance Talk Shop. There's a Patreon link where you can contribute five bucks a month. Give you a chance at winning a motherfucking hundred dollar gift card to Low Brow Customs. And uh, old Tyler, man, I was thinking about him. While I was at the Salt Flats there in Bolivia, he was at, I don't think it's a Salt Flats, maybe it's like a lake bed or someplace where they run bikes in Arkansas. And he shot me a message after I shot him a picture. He was hanging out with the fucking Waters Brothers in Arkansas, which is cool. I love it when my friends come together and meet. I had no idea that they didn't know each other. I just assumed both of them being in the speed game that they'd be aware of each other's presence, but they weren't, and they are now. So that's fucking rad. Um, anyhow, check out lowbrowcustoms.com and, you know, sign up at Danger Dance Talk Shop for your chance at winning. And, dude, let's, uh, let's get into this fucking podcast, dude. Death Road in Bolivia. I mean... You fucking kidding me? Check. So I get to the death road sign, right? Been seeing all these fucking mountain bikes, and the first sign that I get to, it's like, it's fucking old and it's 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 kind of spooky looking, right? You know, I'm like, this is surreal. The fucking the clouds are kind of moving in and covering up the view and then showing the view. Like they're kind of like they're not sure what they're gonna do, not sure what the weather's gonna have. I didn't even look into how long this road was gonna take. Uh, I just didn't, you know, I didn't fucking care. I did not fucking care. But I hadn't gotten any drone footage of any of the other roads. So that was like, I was like, as soon as I get to something cool, if the, as soon as the weather is allowing, I'm going to pull out the drone. And right out of the gate, like literally, okay, so you fucking go down the road a little bit, you know, you turn off the main highway and you roll down. I get stuck behind some fucking vans because they caught up as I was like, you know, just soaking it in up there at the top. We get to this like little overlook spot. And there's like this 
a crazy two-story structure thing. I'll post a picture of it. And uh, I stop again, and I'm just like, no fucking way. And they're getting the bikes off. I get one of them to take a picture of me, and I'm like, all right, I'm fucking out of here. And I take off, and, you know, right out of the gate, you can just see across this fucking valley the road cut into the side of the mountain. I'm just like, oh, my God, the clouds are fucking clearing. The sun's coming out. I'm like, no way. Like, this is fucking beautiful. And, like, within, I don't know, a mile, you're fucking riding underneath. It's not a waterfall off to the side. You're riding underneath a fucking waterfall with a cliff to your left. I was just like, this is, this is fucking amazing. Like, so fucking amazing. You know, and I'm doing my thing where I pull my phone out and I'm like, video of that shit. And, uh, you know, just fucking shocked. And, uh, you know, take a couple turns and, and it's fucking sick. It's so sick and, I mean, it's it's tame now. Okay, so then I get to, like, the first, like, post, uh, you know, they, they built a new road. So the traffic doesn't have to take it anymore. The traffic is what made it so dangerous in the past. You know, at this point now, it's a, it's a, it's a two-lane road with a cliff on one side. Like, it's nothing... Like I like I've I've seen many like this road has a lot of good publicity. I guess that's what I want to get out. This road, they've done a lot of good publicity on it. It's uh there was it was amazing. Don't get me wrong either. It was a fucking amazing road. But you know, when you take a picture next to this colorful sign that says the death road and there's just like all these beautiful colors and there's bikers everywhere, you know moms and dads and daughters and sons and, you know, non-bikers biking on the road on their bicycles. You know. It, you know, it, it could I could have let it take the piss out of the road. I could have let it take the piss out of the whole adventure, but I didn't. It was fucking cool as shit. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't nearly as dangerous as some of the other roads I'd taken to get to this point right but it was you know i had not ridden under a waterfall that was cool the one thing about this road is it was the sun was out but yet it was still wet from like water falls and you know the water running down the road and it was just a very majestic road too you know like no cars on it only bicycles like it was a uh, I mean, it was like being in a theme park, honestly. Like, it was, uh, you know, you get down to a certain point, and then you have to, like, pay a little toll to get in. And they have, like, a a pamphlet, you know. Uh, it was, I mean, it was, it was amazing. It was fucking, it was beautiful. I did get some drone footage. I'm sure it sucks. It does, it can't possibly capture what I was experiencing riding it. Uh... You know, it was it was fucking cool. It was, and honestly, yeah, I didn't need it to be the most, I didn't need it to be death road where fucking people are falling off. Like, I'd already seen all that shit, right? Like, to just go down to make my way to Bolivia 
and ride this road. Like I was, I was riding a high. Like I was, I was riding a high. There was part of me that was like, this is kind of lame. But at the same time, it was just really fucking beautiful. And, uh, you know, the past two days I'd been riding in this high alpine or high desert. I mean, 2,000 plus foot. Well, you know, as I said, on the way in, the, the highway goes up to the top and then it starts going back down. Like you go down like a couple thousand foot and then bam, death road is all downhill. So all these bicyclists... They're just riding downhill. Like, it's probably a great, I mean, that's a cool fucking road to do on a bicycle, right? Uh, but, you know, you're going down into the rainforest again. I had no idea that Bolivia was going to be a rainforest as well. This part was going to be a rainforest. And uh, it was fucking cool, you know. It was really fucking cool. And you start getting to the end of it. There's some houses along the edge of this road. And then, bam, there's the tarps again. More fucking cocoa leaves. <clears throat> and remember, I don't, I don't have any, right? Like, I lost mine the day before. And John did say, if you see somebody with a tarp on the side of the road, you can stop and buy a pound of leaves. I obviously don't need a fucking pound of leaves, but I do need a hat. And one thing I've noticed about Bolivia is all, there's so many hats, all the women that some of the men, they have like these cool hats. And I looked into them. I think they're called Bolivars, Boulevards. But when the railroad came through, I guess a batch of hats came through that were too small for the, the railroad men. And the, the, the ladies of Bolivia got them. And now they still wear them. They're like top hats with curved. Oh, dude, they're fucking, I don't know, they're cool. I'm going to, I haven't been able to find one. But I'm sure as soon as I do, it's going to be like too fucking small for my head. But. Uh, I was really looking for a hat. Like, once I started seeing these ladies drying coca leaves, I'm like, oh, my God, look at the hat she's got on. She's got a... And maybe it's just because I don't have a fucking hat anymore. Like, you know, I've left my hat behind sometimes, and I'm like, oh, I wish I had my hat. But, like, I literally don't have my hat anymore. That's fucking not cool. So, anyways, get to the end of this road, and there's another gate. You have to, like, give them part of that pamphlet to, to let you out, I guess, is what I did. And there's another big fucking colorful sign. And this girl pulls up on her bicycle. And she and her dad's there. And she's like, oh, my God, look at this sign. Do you see that ring around it? And he's like, yeah. She goes, good. I thought I was hallucinating. And I look up at the sun, and there's a fucking giant rainbow around the sun, like a full circle rainbow around the sun. It's like, holy shit. That's fucking cool. So I get her to take my picture, right, at this fucking sign. And uh, and from this point, I wanted to go south towards the Salt Flats. My buddy Patty from Tbilisi, Georgia, he does tours over there. He told me to go to a place named Potosi. But I'm also like in this fucking, this timeline crunch, right? Like I got... I got to get back to the States for Born Free. And even more important than that is a friend. I'm going to call him a friend. I haven't met him yet. A, a listener reached out, and he is working with the Red Hot Chili Peppers and invited me to go to one of their concerts this year. And it just so happens that they're going to be in Texas on the 15th at Austin City Limits. And uh, that's on the 15th. So I got I to... Got, 
I have to get back to Texas before the 15th so that I can take my family to see the Chili Peppers, which will be fucking amazing. But I got a long way to go, right? So I'm looking at Potosi, and I'm looking at the Uni Salt Flats, right? Like the Salt Flats sound, you know, they did the, the car race there. Like that's, the Salt Flats just always make me feel good in the States. And and by the Salt Flats is the fucking, you know, the hideout, the last hideout of Bush Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. But either way, once you hit the end of the death road, you can either hang a, a left and go back to the main road. Or you can hang a right and go the direction I need to go, which is south. Okay? Well, I've, I've still got a lot of gas. I've only been riding for two hours. It's all been mainly downhill. And I'm going to hang this right. And I hang a fucking right. And it was awesome. Okay? Now there's traffic, there's cars, there's fucking trucks. Now, now one thing about, like, South America in general is there's not as many, like, private citizen vehicles. Like, most of the vehicles on the road are commercial trucks, like, whether they're a Toyota Hilux or a dump truck or a fucking school bus or a fucking, it's like a tour bus, double-decker, or they're, like, taxi cars or taxi vans. And then there's some private vehicles, but mainly it's all commercial. These are professional drivers, right? So anyways, I take a right, and, you know, this was the direction of the no hotels, okay? But I'm like, surely, you know, I'm just, I, all I did was look on booking.com, okay? Because I have my information on there, and most of the time you can book a place without you know, paying anything until you get there. You can see if they have private parking. It's It's been very handy. And I take off. And it's just fucking... Ever since I went past that last gate, it's just been dry, right? It's just dry and dusty. And I think I left... I left Death Road at like 11 o'clock. And I rode, and I rode... And the fucking road just like cut along these valleys and down into these river crossings and then back up the other sides of these valleys and just switchbacks after switchbacks. And and then I would see other fucking roads like off on these hills or in between these farms where they're like tight fucking switchbacks. And I was like, oh, I should just go down that. And I'm like, no, 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 I got to make time. I got to make time. And I just kept going and going and going I stopped, um, I think, a total of four times. I stopped. The first time I stopped after Death Road was to get, like, I think I got some juice, some jugos, some cigarettes, and, uh, you know, maybe took a 10-minute break. And then I kept riding, kept riding. I'm like, oh, fuck, I need gas now. Stop. Sure enough, there's like a biker at the fucking pump, and I pull up next to him. He's like, cool bike, and it like it made the whole gas situation really easy when I came in there, and somebody at the pump was excited. Now, this lady, she tried to like, she was, you know, she was talking to me. I don't know what she was saying, but I was like, nah, I just need gas. Like, that's what I need, and I'm pointing at the deal. So she just gave it to me for the going price, which was cool. 
Now, when I say I needed gas, I mean, I had more than half a tank, but I'm like, I, you know, once I get close to half a tank, I'm like, all right, if I see a gas station, I'm going to try and fill up, you know, like, because there's a chance they may say no, right? So I made that stop. That was the second stop. Then I made a third stop in a small town because it was fucking, it was getting so hot. Like, I mean, it was fucking hot, dude, which was nice. But I geared up for cold. Remember when I left this morning? It was 35 degrees outside, so I had my long johns on. I mean, I had a lot of fucking clothes on. Well, I mean, long johns, pants, long john, T-shirt, Eli, my flannel, and my uh, Sidnaw vest. And uh, so I stopped there, and I'm like, fuck it. The, bikes, the bike hasn't been getting over like 220. You know, at 221, the fan kicks on, and it goes down. And most of the time, I'm moving pretty quick. But the thing was, is all the dust on the road was collecting inside the uh, the radiator, right? And then you'd go down and hit a little bitty river crossing, throw some mud up on there, and then that collects more dust. So I could tell the bike was slowly not cooling as fast as it was in the morning. So another thing was, is I'd been adding antifreeze to it, like... I fucked up early on and put water in it. So it boils over like I ha- I'm almost at the point where it's all antifreeze. And, you know, one of the bad designs about this is you can't get to the radiator cap without pulling uh, without pulling a crash bar, which is fucking annoying. So maybe I have an air bubble. I don't know. The, the, the water, the cooling situation is not optimal. Um. Uh, it could be a flaw. It could be operator error. I'm not exactly sure at this point. But I I was out of uh, coolant, so I pull over. There's a guy fucking with a water hose. He said I have him spray my radiator down. I buy some antifreeze, and then fucking country grammar. Ethan calls and we bullshit for a minute. Uh, he was stoked. I was stoked. I was like, Hey, dude, I gotta let you go because I got like 300 more miles of fucking dirt. And uh, I thought I was being sarcastic at first. <laughs> like when I said that, I was like, ah, oh, you know, I don't, you know, I just have a long way to go and I don't know exactly where the fuck I'm going to land. And uh, which isn't out of the normal, but I wasn't seeing, you know, you come through these little villages and normally there's like a, a hostel with a garage underneath it. Like that's pretty common. At least it was in Peru. Very common. Bolivia, not so much. In this road that I went on, no. It was like farmer villages. They don't get visitors, right? It's not. There's no tourist attractions out there. So I take off and I keep riding, and it's beautiful. It's absolutely. I mean, fucking the the entire day was gorgeous. Okay, except for the dust and the dirt, which was fine because. You know, what was shocking about a lot of the traffic here in Bolivia so far is, like, once they would see me behind them, they would slow down and get over and let me over. Most other places, they're like, you know, you're on a bike. You can get around me. But I think since the dust was so bad, people were aware that, like, oh, the guy on a motorcycle would like to get out of the fucking dust. So that was cool. But, you know, even then, it's still fucking dusty, you know, like, and the wind wasn't blowing that much. Like the dust, when I would come up on a vehicle, even though they might be a mile away, start going through the dust. Uh, 
And I didn't get fucking... So that was the other thing I wanted to get in La Paz was fucking sunglasses. But I hadn't gotten any. So I'm like, if I keep my fucking the visor down, you know, that thing's like a fishbowl. It's hot as fuck. I'm just like breathing hot air on my face. So I'm like, I'm riding all day with the visor up, no glasses on, in the dust. It was, it was pretty fucking brutal. And... uh So I, I uh, oh yeah, when I stopped and talked to Ethan right before I got on the bike, I pulled up Google and looked up hotels, and there was a hotel like fucking five hours away. I think it was. I wish I would have screenshotted. I wish I would have screenshotted many of my map pull up deals. But uh, so I'm like, okay, you know, I'll go there. Like at that point, it was probably three o'clock. And uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, it'll. I'll pro- the, if Google says five and a half hours, I could probably get there in like four. So seven o'clock, sun will be just going down. Well, no, that's not the case. Fucking Google was spot on, and I got there at like. I don't know, fucking 8.30? Yeah, I think I got there at 8.30. And I pull into this little town, and I rode through the dark for an hour or so. And it wasn't terrible. No, but there was, it was amazing how much more traffic there was once the sun went down, though. And, uh, and, and all the time I'm going there, I'm also thinking, you know, I could also just camp if there's, like, a spot. But it seemed like every time there was space on the side of the road, it was just filled with fucking trash, you know? So I finally make it to this town and I get and it's and it's been dirt all day, like literally dusty dirt all day. I fucking pull into this town where it's got brick roads and I'm like, oh, this is a relief. And then there's a giant fucking stage in the middle of the fucking road in the middle of this town. I'm like, oh great, you know, and there's fucking music going, people everywhere, street vendors, and I'm like, you know, there's this fucking hotel is gonna be bucked. So I fucking pull up to the hotel. There's no parking. No parking. And uh, I walk up to the door, and there's a kid there. And I'm like, hey, so you got a room? And he points over at this guy. He's like, hey, this, it's, it's his hotel. So I go over to this guy. I'm like, hey, man, you know, habitation or whatever the fuck I say. And uh, he just waves me off, like literally flicks his hand at me like, leave me, peasant. And I'm like... And he was eating. He was eating. So I'm like, no problem. You know, I'll just step over here and stand by my bike and and think. <laughs> you know, I'll wait on you. Uh, it's like, I've been riding. And, and now the roads here in Bolivia have not, like, seem like most of the dirt roads were a little bit smoother in Peru. These roads have been, like, you know, one thing I, I'm gonna, I got some good advice for you. If you've been riding down some dirt roads for a couple hours, never, never think to yourself, man, this is nice. There's not any washboard out here. Uh, because you will find it after that. But the roads were, you know, and not that it was like difficult riding, it was just, you know, I mean, the whole time just 
bouncing, 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 bouncing all day long, you know. And uh, so, you know, come 830, I'm fucking ready to call it. And uh, this, so I'm fucking chilling by my bike. I roll up a cigarette and I'm thinking when he gets done eating, he's going to come over and we're going to talk about a room. So I finish that cigarette and he finishes his food and he looks over at me like he doesn't even see me and just looks someplace else. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe I just assume that the hotel's booked up. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on right here in this small village. There's a couple of buses out front, like double-deckers and, you know, no biggie. No biggie. I pull up my phone, do the Google hotel again. There's another hostel. And this was a hostel as well. Now, they call pretty much all small hotels hostels, even though they have private rooms or only private rooms. But uh, the next one was two hours away. And I'm like, fuck, you know, okay, two, I mean, no big deal, I can, I can ride past 10 o'clock, but, you know, I hate riding through this foreign country in the dark and not being able to see everything, so, and I'm also just fucking smoked, like, literally, I am fucking beat, and, uh, so I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'll just get some water here. And I got some fruits. I got some apples and some oranges and a banana. And, uh, you know, if I see a place to park the bike and camp, then that's what I'll do. And So I take off, and immediately you leave the town, and it's right back to that fucking punishing washboard gravel road. So I cruise on. It's like immediately out of town. It switchbacks up the mountain. And I'm like, you know, it was pretty nice down at the bottom. Like, if I'm going to find a place to camp and I don't need to ride to the top of the mountain and start looking. And, you know, once I ride to the top, then I got to ride to the bottom. And, you know, I don't really want to camp close to this town. But, you know, I started looking a lot sooner than I planned on. I was thinking, you know, after taking a break, I was really thinking I'm good for another two hours. Because I also wanted to, you know, record a podcast about this whole day, you know, and leading up to it, you know, exactly what I'm doing now uh, and have some Wi-Fi to do something with it. But uh, anyways, I started looking for a spot and sure enough, there's like nothing. There was, I found one spot pretty early on and it was like on the outside of a turn where all the lights would have just been blasting in me from, you know, blasting at me from both directions. And then you go up a little further, and there's like a, like a, you know, tractor has done a big dig out in the side of the, you know, next to the road because of a washout where they'd cleared out a bunch of, you know, rocks. and But it was just like, it was just rocky, you know. But I'm like, fuck it. I can, I can put my bike in here and, like, you know, the, the lights won't shine on it. Uh, I don't have to worry about somebody seeing me, you know. I didn't get the best vibes in that town, you know, like, you know, when you smile at people and they don't exactly smile back, uh, y- you know, that's not awesome. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and I would just like to be kind of off the beaten path, but, you know, 
kind of a big bike to just be taking, you know, and it's night. You can't see, I can't see shit. So anyways, this cutout's going to work. Even though there's fucking rocks, I got a little camping chair, set the camping chair up, and I'll just fucking lean back and sleep in that. So that's what I did. I got my bike positioned to where the lights would hardly touch it. Um, tried to clear some rocks out to lay on the ground, but there's just fucking rocks everywhere. And uh, I pull out my chair and, you know, of course, I'm not like ready to go to sleep immediately. Uh, so I started listening to Blood Meridian. I've been trying to finish Blood Meridian by uh, Cormac McCarthy since the beginning of this trip. Since the guy who convinced me to go on this trip in Costa Rica, Terry Chandler, told me I needed to listen to that book. And it's a fucking good one. And, I, you know, this, I think I listened to fucking chapter 10 and 11 and 12 last night. And it was fucking good. But the whole time I'm, like, listening, you know. Are there people, like, camping by where some people's houses are off in the bushes? Or is there going to be walking traffic from the event? Oh, and another thing, when I turned off my bike... You could see fucking the laser lights and shit coming from the stage and hear the fucking music from the town. Like, I did not get that far away at all. And uh, so that was, you know, that was awesome. And I uh sitting in my chair listening to the Blood Meridian. And my buddy Greg sends me a message, so I call him and we start talking. And then sure enough, I'm like, Greg, there it is. That was the one thing I was worried about was, Fucking wild dogs, dude. These fucking dogs are everywhere. And sure enough, dude, there's like a pack of them just start barking and coming closer and coming closer. He's like, get a stick. And I'm like, dude, I'm in a rock pit. There's no sticks. He's like, well, fucking throw a rock. And I'm like, I got a machete, you know. But I'm not going to throw a rock or hit a dog with a machete. So I'm like, just chilling there for a minute. And they're getting closer and louder and closer and louder. And now they're like, I don't know. 20 yards away, let's give him a Immediately, those dogs shut the fuck up and left. That was it. That was all that took. And uh, so I get off the phone with Greg, keep listening to the book, and I'm sitting in this chair trying to find, like, a comfortable spot. The, the, the chair's not sitting level because there's just rocks underneath me. And uh, You know, when I have, like, a fucking blow-up mattress in a sleeping bag, I can just lay down right here, like, you know, I can I can make this work. Fuck, I can sleep on the rocks, you know, like, what? What? who am I kidding? So, <laughs> I, uh, I flip on my headlight, I go over to my bag, and I pull out my sleeping bag. I didn't want to blow up the tar, or I didn't want to blow up my sleeping bag, and then it puncture on one of the rocks. And I didn't want to pull my tarp out, so... I walk back over to my sleep, or walk back over to where my chair is at on the other side of the bike, and I look down, and there is a fucking cockroach that I must have stepped on when I got out of the chair, that is the size of uh, of the size of two, like half dollars, like it's the biggest fucking cockroach I've ever seen, and I'm like, oh, okay, no, I'm not gonna lay on the ground and just have have fucking cockroach crawl in my fucking sleeping bag or on me like you know I'm like Dan are you fucking kidding me you're scared of a little cockroach you know I, I don't know I thought that was hilarious that that one made me go oh, I'll just put the sleeping bag 
on my legs and sit back down in my chair and try and get comfortable again. That didn't work. That didn't fucking work at all. You know, it didn't take long. I was in the sleeping bag on the ground and fucking out. And I got some pretty good fucking sleep. Woke up. Or, at, you know, I woke up at one point and the fucking stars were out. And I was like, perfect. It's not going to rain. And it had been so dry that I wasn't even, didn't even consider that until I woke up at night and saw the stars. And I was like, you know, that's a good sign. And then I woke up again at 4 o'clock and there was no stars and there was no sun yet. And I'm like, oh, shit. This place needs rain. And as green as everything is, it gets rain. The road just hasn't been rained on in a long time. So at 4 o'clock, before the sun comes up, I'm like, you know what? I should probably just get up and fucking go. I got a long ways to go today. And uh, and I fell back to sleep. And then I woke up at about 5.30. Sun was up. Clouds were still there, and uh, I just loaded all my shit up and fucking took off, and uh, kept climbing up that mountain, kept climbing up that mountain, and uh, I got to the top, decided that was a good place to make some coffee, pulled over on the side of the mountain, made up a fucking pot of coffee, and it was, it was fucking amazing, it was fucking so good, it's kind of hard to find good coffee around here, you know what's funny is a lot of the, the, the places that I've been that serve coffee, what they do is they serve, they give you a big pitcher of hot water, and then they give you a little bitty pitcher of, like, espresso, I guess, you know, and you just mix up the two, or you just drink the espresso, or... It's interesting. Never had it served like that before. But having a pot of fucking jet boil coffee was fucking spot on. And, uh, you know, I pulled up my map, and it was either go to Potosi... Or go to uni. And I think uni, the salt flats, was a little bit further today. But it would have made, if I'd have gone to Potosi, it would have been, tomorrow's ride would have been longer. And going to Butch Cassidy's hideout would have been pretty much out of the picture. So, considering I wasn't even sure what the fuck was in Potosi, I picked uni. And I got to make some time. And I thought I might make it. I thought I might show up to the Salt Flats and take a photo and keep going, but I, st- I wanted to record this podcast, so I decided to stay here in uni. But, man, uh, this morning's ride was, it was fucking, it was so good. I finally, the road ended up turning into those fucking tight switchbacks. And, uh, I mean, God, it was fucking sick. And then I got on this other road. And it climbed right back up to like 15,500 foot, like fucking insane. I almost hit a fucking llama. You come out onto the top of this fucking like, you know, high plains. Like, I mean, 14,000 foot. And it's just flat with like, no, no, it's not even flat. No, no, it's not flat. But you can just see forever. And and really what I was, the, the road was flat, but just off in the distance was just mountains and valleys and no trees or nothing. It was almost like the Badlands, lots of colors, lots of colors and plateaus or, you know, you just see the rock colors and the lines from mountain to mountain. Oh, it's just fucking beautiful. And that lasted till, oh, about one o'clock. And then I hit like, I'd never been so happy to hit fucking pavement. Oh, my God. When I hit the fucking pavement, 
<sighs> you know, I love riding in the dirt. Don't get me wrong. But I was just over it. I was fucking over it. And then uh, it was just fucking straight highway. Bike, I think I was getting the bike up to like 65. So it was running pretty good considering all things. Uh, the part did show up in Lima for my throttle. Thanks to Grand Teton Harley Davidson. And uh, I hit up Enrique, who was uh, the guest, the recent guest on the podcast. And he is going to have them ship it to Santiago, Chile. Anyways, I uh, I d- just did highway miles today after lunch. And it was, you know, it was, I don't want to say it was boring, you know, but it was... Uh, it was what I wanted, really, just to, like, sit on the bike and roll fucking straight and flat. I've been fl- – it's insane. I can't believe I'm saying this. Like, I was overturning in dirt. What the fuck? But really, I've been doing so fucking much of it uh, for days, not just the past couple of days. I'm talking about, like, for weeks. So it was nice and – you know, would have been nicer to go like a hundred, but whatever, whatever. Anyways, I'm rolling into town or rolling south, and it just starts getting flat, dude. Just flat and sand, like sand gullies and sand washes. But we're still fucking up at like twelve thousand foot, right? It's crazy. Okay, I'm talking about like sand dunes and shit, but we're at twelve thousand foot. There's fucking llamas and alpacas and shit and goats and uh it was it, it's fucking something else it really is something else and uh and i start seeing fucking adventure bikes going the other way every time i'd see them coming you can tell like there's not like most of the bikes down here are 200 cc 250 tops uh when you see a fucking you know an Africa Twin or a GS with fucking light rails and fucking crash bars and bags hanging out. Like, you know, from a distance, especially when it's a long straight road. So I'm standing up, pumping fist every time I see him go by. And, and you start noticing all the fucking road signs that say uni have, like, stickers on them. You know, like, there's just, you know, people are going to uni, so they stop and put a sticker on the uni sign. And, uh... That's the Uni Salt Flats, dude. It's a pretty big fucking deal, right? Uh, I start getting close, and uh, and all of a sudden there's like this, this what do they call it, a mirador, which is like a lookout point. I pull over at the lookout point, and you kind of climb this hill, and there's this two-story building, but you climb this little hill in the sand, and then, bam, you can see the salt flats, like, way off in the distance. Like, way off in the distance. Like, if you were to see the ocean way off in the distance, but it was salt. And it was just, like, this little white line on the horizon with mountains around it. It was just like, oh, my God, I'm fucking getting there. And uh, Uni's, like, I don't know, 45 kilometers away. And... uh and I get there's this other town I can't think of the name of it, and I and I see this sign that says uh, Lavada Lavados. It's a fucking motorcycle bike wash place. And I look over there, and there's fucking four adventure bikes, 
So I fucking slam on the brakes and go back over there and and meet this group of fucking cats. And they were all, I don't, I think a couple of them were on the same trip together, but it was just a, a handful of groups all together at once at this bike washing place. Start talking to them. Well, the Uni Salt Flats, which Uni was another 25 kilometers down the road, the Uni Salt Flats, you enter from this town we were in. And then they were headed to Uni by way of this car wash. So I'm like, well, fuck, I'm glad I stopped and talked to you guys because once I made it to Uni, I don't know if I'd have ridden back up here, but I really did want to go ride on the Salt Flats with the bike. Uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't go very far out there. Apparently, there's a lot of shit you can go out there and see. There's an island, uh, you know. I, you know, I, that's it. I'm fucking. I wanted to get to this hotel and record this fucking podcast. Sure enough, those motherfuckers were at this hotel, so I didn't get start recording till later. And, uh, but I'm in uni at the Salt Flats, and I'm headed for the border of Argentina tomorrow. I think I'm going to bypass the Butch Cassidy hideout. I really, you know, I might not. I might be feeling real fucking outlaw when I roll by that turn tomorrow. Uh, it'll add five hours onto the day. You know, if I don't stop at the Butch, I can get into Argentina tomorrow, which would be, which would be sick. I don't, you know, there. <sighs> I got a lot of writing to do. <laughs> I think if I look at, let's look at it on the map real quick. Because I believe that, you know, I started in Quito, right? When did I start in Quito? So I'm a little bit past halfway with like 10 days to go. Yeah. I mean, I'm past the halfway point. But, uh, anyhow, what a fucking trip, man. What a fucking trip. Salt Flats in Bolivia. Took a photo with the Dakar sign. I flew the drone again. I haven't even, I, you know. I got so much footage, I don't know where it's, where, when, or how. Well, I know that actually Grand Teton, they're working on a video right now with the first half of the trip. And, uh, you know, what a fucking trip. That's, I mean, that's surreal. It really is surreal. And every time there's, like, something amazing that happens, you know, there's something that's not so amazing that happens. And if something not so amazing happens, that means something amazing is going to happen. And it's just repeating. Uh, it's pretty fucking wild. You know, today was a pretty good day. What, you know, what does that border hold for me tomorrow? I, uh, I don't know. I know I've heard some things about the, so I'm taking Ruta Cuadenta. I'm going to bypass the first little part of it and hop on a little bit further south. I think I got you know, three, three or 400 kilometers of dirt to do. I got to pass another, I got to go over a 15,000 foot pass in the dirt. Uh, I think there's another one paved and I'm just going further south. And it's supposedly the, the pass that I'm going to take into Santiago, Chile, 
you know, it's still kind of early and it might be fucking snow and ice. So, you know, just going to fucking keep going. Keep going. So fucking wild. Thank you for, uh, thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, Hope to see you in Texas. Yeah. All right. Thank you for tuning in. I know I left you hanging at the beginning of this show saying that my bike is not working under its own power, but that's just it. But it didn't just happen overnight. And uh, actually, I'll tell you now, I am in Argentina. So... Anyhow, go to mcshoptees.com, dangerdancetalkshop.com, knivesmadebynick.com, lowbrowcustoms.com. Catch us at Born Free, October 22nd, 2030, Yellow Rose Canyon. And uh, have a wonderful day. And I will uh, communicate the predicament I am in soon and continue pulling strings and asking for favors to get myself out of said predicament. I look forward to seeing you back in Texas.